it just comes out. What was it going to say? What was I saying? And then? Oh, yeah. So if there's an identification as a body and the body alone, as you and I, if that identification is in place, and we're humbly saying it's sort of the stock version of when you grow up. You're going to grow up into a sense of being a someone. Yeah? You don't have it when you're a... Well, there's no you growing up. But again, we're always faced with this preconditioned obstacle of language because language is really a subjective language used by objects. Yeah? So the objects are talking as if they're the subject. So the body is an object. And I hate to break the news to you, the brain is a part of the body. <laughs> so, and the brain is what's producing a sense of self. Because you are lived in a certain point of your life, at least we, w- we don't know because very few of us have memories of when we were a year and year and a half or so. Because that's very interesting because memories is how the sense of self is totally reinforced. So without the memories in place, a sense of self couldn't have been entertained. And if it was entertained, it would go very quickly. But memories are what reinforce the sense of self. Yeah? So most of us, maybe we were in a very violent situation, so we didn't have the sense of being, we may have had a, like a suspicion of being un un-okay, but we were just alive. Aliveness was happening, yeah? And then the mental state started to develop, and that's where the, the sense of self gets formed, yeah? So the mental self, you know, you can have, if you read certain books, and I had, I've had my own experiences when one time I was surfing, I hit my head all of a sudden on the bottom, and I got, uh, it, it uh, caused the computer to crash, yeah? So I, it, it just stopped, and I was, I was uh, paralyzed. My arms and legs were paralyzed. Luckily, I landed on my back when I floated up. And so, but I, there, was, there was no movement, but also there was no sense of Paul at all being produced because my brain had gotten whacked. Yeah? And that's where the sense of self is produced. Yeah? So the, the sense of memory wasn't being accessed, so you were just like whatever on this and then and the funny thing is when they got me out of the water and they put me on this long board and they took me out and I had my wetsuit on and then the ambulance came and they cut the wetsuit off and the first time the mental state showed up you know which is usually in thought the first thing it says I can't afford the ambulance that's that's the first thing it had no concern if I was going to live or be paralyzed the rest of my life or, no, I can't afford the fucking ambulance. <laughs> you got to see, that little bit shows you everything. It's not out for your well-being. It's not here working tirelessly for your happiness, joy, and freedom. It isn't. It's a parasitical movement. Yeah? It's very small, but it can seem really big when it claims this life that's offered by us. Yeah? We're an event. We're a possibility that's being offered. And to the mental state, it's quite attractive because it's worked really hard to take over the system and to convince the system that it's completely the system. There's no other other outside the system. You're everything that you're thought about. Yeah? You can't... You're not outside. How you know yourself is remembering yourself and how you go over yourself is thinking about yourself. 
So the system, which is a failed system, encases itself with an incredible programming, which instead of, because if, if you saw the mental state and its shenanigans, clearly, you would, if it would, it would be like a big bug that landed on your arm, you'd knock it off in a nanosecond. There wouldn't be any, oh, oh, you know, it's just like you'd have a knee-jerk reaction. Whoa, whoa. And if it happened 10 times, 50 times. Yeah. But this parasite, you can't shake off because you're identified as it. That's why if you see a lot of suicides, they don't shoot themselves in the elbow, and there may be even better places to shoot yourself to die quicker, maybe here or here, I don't know. But they usually go here because that's what they want to be free from. They want to be free from what they think is encased in this little skull, which is this, like, fucking pirate radio station that's playing golden oldies all fucking day and just driving your fucking... It's driving itself crazy. Literally. It is. So they go, you know, go, I got to get, this is really bothering me. No, it's. But if, so the parasite of alcoholism, and actually the parasite of alcoholism is like a baby of the real parasite, which is identification itself. Yeah, because alcoholics can sometimes think that, oh, if I was just like everyone else, it would be great. It won't be. Because it's not great for everyone else. They have the same stock model of self-centeredness, and they're preoccupied with basically what's not happening most of the time. Yeah. In a way, we, we got clearer about it faster because we try to get relief. It was an erroneous path, but at least we went for it. A lot of people, it's sort of like, I wanted to do a, I wanted to do a cartoon, and the cartoon would be this big pickup truck with a flat bed with slats in the back and there's all these cows in it in the back and they're all just mooing and this and that and then on the side of it says Mike's meat packing plant and, there, and, and there's a driver and there's all these cows but there's one like this and I was going to say the awakened one because yeah? <laughs> they're all fucking going to hell but they have, they're like just chewing the cud and this, at least he's open you know he's like fucking what's happening you know what I mean <laughs> <laughs> now, it may in in this place it may it, it may seem like more wise to stay numb, but in fact this isn't a real place. It doesn't last. It's actually based on us. So this whole idea of the parasite of alcoholism and see you can get relief from alcoholism and still not be relieved of self. So you don't get relief from self, from from relief from alcoholism completely. You get some relief from its effects, but the root is still there. Because the identification as self is tricky, because if it's in place, you don't know it. You have no idea that the feeling of being authentically you is false. You have no idea of it, none. You either have to have a download, or something happens, or someone else shares about, hey, the possibility, hey, you may not be the thinker of those thoughts, bro. You may not be the doer of all those actions. You may not be the body. What? Yeah, you may not be. But the system is so incredible. So here's the parasite. It produces a sense of being you, that what you are buys, yeah? 
So now, when you dream of being free, it's like you're dreaming of that vacation, but you don't know, every time you dream the vacation, you're taking the brat fucking second cousin. It's going with you, wherever you go. So when you're dreaming, I can't wait to be free, well, what's causing you not to see me be free is going to go with you on the path to freedom. This is what a lot of people miss. So they have that feeling, I'd really love to be free, but how it's entertained is I'm going to be free as a self instead of free from a self. And there have been millions of failures noted over time of people trying to be free as a self. One I read this one time, and there's a Buddhist magazine, I don't know if they still put it out, Tricycle, it's a very nice, well-done magazine, come out, I think, once a month. And I was reading it one time, this was years and years ago, and there was an editorial, one of the pages, from a very famous meditation teacher. So he'd been meditating for, I don't know how many years, 40 years. And he had students that had been with him 25, 30 years. And he's saying, man, I've had this real weird... uh, frequently occurring event. All these old students are coming to see me and saying, you know, I've been with doing this for 25 years and really fucking nothing's happening. (laughs) I said, thank you, (laughs) thank you, thank you, thank you. You know what I mean? Thank you. Why would I want to get on that bus if if it says Las Vegas but I never get to Las Vegas? I'd rather stay off the fucking bus and hitch. <laughs> you know what I mean? Be like a free range. <laughs> Find another way. <laughs> so I, I read that and it was wonderful news because I, I don't see myself different than anyone else here because what's running the show seemingly is the same, same formatted thing. It's, it's not anything different. The thoughts that you seem to have are just like the thoughts I have in the same language. They may be about different objects or different topics, but they're the same, same. Exactly the same. Yeah? They, what, what, if, what makes it feel different, and this is just a, con, just a contrivance, what makes it feel different is that there are different names to the different objects. So instead of, oh, Fido bit me last week, it's now Biff beat me. But you still got bit by a dog, yeah? But, oh, I had trouble in my last relationship, but I'm in a new relationship. But it's the same thing, but one was named Mary and one was named Sue. And if you've ever noticed, I remember when I did uh, an inventory and recovery about uh, sex and everything, I looked at my relationships, and in most cases people said they failed, you know, not miserably, but they failed or they petered out. And maybe I had ten significant relationships with women in my life, and I realized... They all failed, and there was one constant in all of those relationships. It was me. <laughs> you know what I mean? They had different names, the ten people, but there was only one Paul. Yeah? And this is the thing. They have a statement in physics, the famous statement now, that says, the greatest influence of any experiment is the observer of it. So when they started doing research on light, there would be some scientists, they'd get together, and this group would be sanctioned to find light or to look for light, and they had a hypothesis that light was a wave, yeah? And lo and behold, they find light as a wave. 
And then another group had a hypothesis about light, that it was a particle. And then they looked at light and they found it as a particle. So what is it? Is it a wave or a particle? Or is it neither? It is what the observer sees it as. And so another statement is, observation distorts the observed. Observation distorts the observed. Now, we can say a lot of things, but you're observing today in some respect. And the observing of whatever's going on is distorting what's going on. Because what's going on doesn't have a reality of its own to impose on you. That's why people have woken up in jails and other people have gone crazy in jails. Yeah? The jail, even to, no matter how terrible it is, still cannot completely impose a will on you if the mind has a different idea. Why? Because based exactly on that statement. So the Course in Miracles, of, uh, if you've never seen it, it's sort of like a download to this woman in the 70s, but it's, you should check it out if you like. But in the Course in Miracles it says, in the second lesson, it says, you and I give everything all the meaning it has. This is an incredible statement. You and I give everything all, it ha- all the meaning it has, which is basically echoing the observation distorts the observed, yeah? and that the biggest influence of any ex- experiment, and let's say this is an experiment, is the observer of the experiment, and let's say in this, we would call, let's say, the living of it. Yeah? So through the living, through me seeing, I have a huge influence on what's being seen. It's the seeing that influences what's being seen, not the seeing that truly influences the seeing, unless you fall into this statement that the Course in Miracle talks about quite clearly. It says, unless that you and I are the dreamer of this dream, yeah, and if you don't believe it is, then why is it a subjective experience? On the most rudimentary level, it's a subjective experience. This event doesn't have a life of of its own. You're going to give meaning to it. Some people may like it. Some people will think it sucks. But they're they're in the same location, under the same weather front. Yeah? But they'll have a total different take on it. So their take will override the event. Yeah? Because the event doesn't have a reality of its own. Yeah? Yeah? So here, you and I are the dreaming of this dream. This is the key. We forget that we're dreaming. This is the whole freaking key. So everyone go, yes, I'm the dreaming of this dream. But he's saying, okay, but we forget that we're dreaming. Now to me, when I heard that statement, what it really piqued an interest in what's causing me to forget. If I'm the dreaming of this dream... How am I forgetting that? Yeah? And so what, how, it was, how it was put together in some downloads for me was, I'm forgetting it by remembering that I'm a body, basically. Yeah? Because the dreaming isn't a body. It's not a thing. Yeah? It's dreaming of things, seemingly, through a thing, but it's not a thing. So you and I are the dreaming. They say the dreamer, but I don't like nouns, you know? Because then you feel like you're a someone. I'm the dreamer. Let's just use it as a verb. You and I are the dreaming of this dream. We forget that we're dreaming. By what? By remembering ourselves as a body. 
Yes? So this is the dreamt. This is the dreaming. The dreamt isn't dreaming. The dreamt is dreamt. Yeah? Now, if the dreamt doesn't realize it's dreamt, it may assume that it's the dreaming. And it's going to be very upset when what it's dreaming doesn't coincide with its wishes. Why aren't everyone doing what I want them to do? Why don't I have everything I want? Because it's not the dreamt that's dreaming. It's the dreaming. Yeah? And we're the dreamt, this. So here you go. You and I are the dreaming of the stream. We forget that we're dreaming. By, I believe, remembering or being preoccupied in time and thoughts about us as a body. Really. That's basically it. Or all the faculties the body's producing. Feelings and all these fucking things. So we're consumed, in Buddhism they call it the cherishing of self. We're consumed, our attention and interest is consumed with the dreamt. And in that condition, we give everything we're dreaming. That woman that broke up with me, the cop that just pulled me over, the judge that sent me for three years, the doctor who performed the operation on me. We give everything we're dreaming the power to affect us as the dreamt. All the while, what we are is never affected or never touched. But we would like to have those qualities, but as what gets affected and touched, which ain't happening. If it's not happening now, it ain't going to happen by your doing and having. You're not going to produce your inherent condition in an artificial conveyance. It's not going to happen. Get off the fucking bus. But I've invested in all these maps and these books. I know, but still, fucking put them down. (laughs) So, all right, you and I are the dreaming of the dream. We're in a state of forgetting that as, because we're identified as a dreamt. This is the little hypothesis. Try it out. It may trigger some nice opening. So we're the dreamt. And in this position, everything, this knee, can affect me as this. Usually, if I want to surf, any morning I wake up and I want to surf, I can't surf because knee. And after such a long period of time, when people call me and they go, how you doing? I say, let me give you the knee. Because the knee basically is determining what I'm doing today, except going to these talks and maybe having coffee. But if I have any plans, oh, I'd love to see that vista. I'd love to jump in that. Are the waves, what are the waves? Half a foot to a foot. Gee, I can't even go in that. You know what I mean? Don't you fucking make a quick turn. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't seem to have a lot it seems to have a lot of effect but thank God not on what I am fucking crazy now this is an obvious cruder thing but let's say you have tons of thought needs and tons of thought feelings that have been knee feelings that have been interpreted to mean that the feelings are just stimulation which had just given the mental state a field day to make up names. You know what I mean? I remember when I got, after being out, being loaded for so many years, I get sober, and every once in a while I'd have these, like, metaphysical, like, 
alternate universe events. I was walking around. I felt so. What's going on? I was just feel what? Am I? Am I? Uh, I'm enlightening you in this, and I realized all I needed was a bologna sandwich. I hadn't eaten enough food. My blood sugar had gone down. So I'm thinking, my head is calling in an incredible revelation. I needed a bologna sandwich. As soon as I ate the bologna sandwich, I mean, oh, it's all, what? Oh, yeah. I had to relearn because my head had given so much meaning to stuff that was so off. It was incredible. I needed, I needed a program here, not to teach what I am, but to teach what I'm not, so that I can live a day at a time without getting arrested by the end of the day. Yeah? So that why? So that my, my mind could maybe, being freed from the flypaper effects of bureaucracy and circumstances in this world, could maybe start being free from that and then open up, open this way, not this way looking from the past and with a scary future, but look up into the infinity of the moment. Yeah? Start realizing and, and receiving what's downloading. You know? That serenity and that peace isn't going to be found out here. Out here, it's already been made into something. It's made into a conditional experience. That's not peace. Peace is something prior to all this place. And serenity is, doesn't come from what I do or don't do out here. It comes from here. If someone learned they could really produce... Some, you know how people make a lot of money in spirituality? If they could actually produce serenity, serenity it would be fucking highest stock markets. They'd be like, a, they'd have this whole place owned. But no one does. No, do they? That's the one thing. All they're studying about how everything is, they don't realize it's what's looking, what's knowing everything can't be known. You're not the knower of a damn thing. You're a receptacle. That's what the brain is. It, it, stores, it stores images and makes stories out of it. It's not knowing a damn thing. We're re-knowing, just like we resent we re-feel, we rethink, we rehash all day. Or as the Course says, you see only the past. That's why the world means nothing. Because you're not seeing a fucking thing here, literally. You're blind. And you know what? Blindness, amongst a whole population of blindness, can, go, can be in vogue as a, as a form of looking, called self-centeredness, but it's blindness to what is. How could such absorption in self occur? It has to blind or hide or camouflage what's actually going on so that, it, that everything can be seen to be going on to you. It's not true. Life is happening. Life is not happening to you. That's an interpretation. That's a mental interpretation of life. Life is not happening to anybody here. It's happening to bodies, but it's not happening to anybody. There's a solution. You're, look, you're, at, you're looking. That's the solution. Like St. Francis put it so succinctly, what's looking is what you're looking for. What's looking, it doesn't say after you come out of church or after you meditate. No, there's no conditions on the statement. What's looking is what you're looking for. Even when I'm looking for a shirt at Target, that's what's looking. 
And that what's looking is never going to be looked at. You're never going to see it. What's knowing is never going to be known by you. <laughs> Ever. That's, just, that's the complete fail, the fail-safe mechanism of all science. They can study the universe forever, but they're never going to be able to study what's studying the universe. <laughs> it's impossible. There's no way anything is ever going to appear prior to no thing. It's no way. <laughs> it's like this thing, there's a Monty Python skit that we've We've amended quite a lot, actually. But my friend sent it to me once. And so the Monty Python skit is, they're in this English garden, but they're making it seem like it's the, the, the heart of Africa, right? And they're, and they're dying. They have no more water, no food. They have their little safari hats, you know, and their khaki shorts. And they're all dying. We're going to die out here. In this. And suddenly they break through the hedges, and, then, and they're going, someone's seeing us. And then suddenly a film crew appears that has sandwiches and water. Oh, we're saved! And so they rush to the film crew, and, they, and suddenly they're going, we're being filmed, and there's another film crew. And then, oh, another. You see, as soon as you think you have it, <laughs> you're being had. You're being seen. I finally got it. Oh, I finally got Oh, I finally got it. It's going to go on and on and on and on and on and on and on, because it's what's looking. That's what we're looking for. And we can't ever find it. That's the beautiful news, because we are it. If we could find it, someone would have done it by now. So you take the film crew, all right. So... Whatever observation distorts the observed. So you observe that you've been saved. That observing that distorts, yeah? You're never gonna... I hate to break the news to you, but you're observed. <laughs> you're, you're, you're an observation. You're observed. You're an observed. You're observed. Like someone called me up and said, do you meditate? I say, no, I don't meditate. Because there's meditate. I'm meditated. Something's meditating this. <laughs> don't you have that feeling? Something that has nothing to do with all your little mental shenanigans in history is just incessantly on going through and just, just with a blanket awareness of all the antics of Paul Hedman as a body all day. <laughs> All the different, I feel great, I feel terrible. How does it, you know, it blows my mind. You work so hard to reach a certain level of feeling okay. And, you know, it crowns you as, I'm fine. Finally. At 9.01. But you don't, you know, what happens is 9.02 shows up. And conditions change. 9.03. Oh, I felt so great at the retreat. You leave a day later, it's all gone. You're just back in the same mix. How long? All right, I'm going to stay three months away. It doesn't matter. Maybe the, the immunity will last two days. You'll, so you'll get two days out here. After three. Uh, I'm just going to live in the monastery for a year. <laughs> you know, maybe you'll make it to Wednesday if you got out on Monday morning. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Content cannot swim itself out of the water it's appearing in. You're not going to swim yourself out of it. 
This is content. What's looking is context. Content, as content, is never going to transcend content and, and merge into context and make it an experience that content has. <laughs> You're not going to contextualize context by having an experience of it. <laughs> There's a realization, very quick also, it may take a long time to play out, but the realization is I'm not that. I am not that that ambiguous sense of self that seems to be always pointed at by the thought system. The thought system is constantly talking as if you had shit to do with shit you have nothing to do with all day. I always use this simple example of like the hair because I went back east one time, hadn't been there in a year, and my hair had grown. And so people, as soon as they walk in, they say, oh, you're growing your hair. When I'm at the meeting, I go, oh yeah, I am. Isn't it good? Good job really good. I'm working hard at it. And then I've actually realized if I join with others, like I have a group every Saturday, we sit and we grow our hair and it grows even more. Oh, yes. And you're not doing well. You're going bald. You better get on with the growing. You've been lapsing a while. It's looking little spots up there. It sounds like, the statement sounds like I have a lot to do with growing hair. But it's about just not cutting it. Yeah? But the language just implies... Oh, yeah, you're growing your hair. Oh, you look so great. And then they go to someone that you don't think looks great. Oh, you look so... And you're like, what? Now your greatness is dropped. What? That's great? Fuck, that's great? Jesus Christ. I thought I was really great now. So the language, which we're listening to obediently, in resistance to it or need or not, because what's resisting thoughts is a thought. We're being held as a thought that we're a long-lasting, independent, separate entity, a body, yes? That's the dilemma. And we're taking it to be true. And in so doing that, all the thoughts that imply we did something, just like this, simple. Here's a bottle. Everyone sees it as a bottle. Now, I'm not going to change the bottle, but I'm going to change its intent. Now, I'm going to call it my bottle. Now, the bottle is being used to imply the owner of the bottle, right? So, if you found this bottle and then you knew it was mine, oh, this is Paul's bottle. So, thoughts. Thoughts, thoughts, thoughts. Come and go like clouds. Thoughts, thoughts, thoughts. Thoughts, thoughts, my thoughts. Boom. Boom. Now, their, their orbit is altered because we're like an incredible reality that can draw all this in. So, and now they become little moons around the imaginary planet Paul, inhabited by only one person, crowned me, King me, with all these other U's around, but being incredibly different than all those other U's, because it's me. Yeah? So, so now my thoughts, all right? Problems, my problems. Feelings, my feelings. Time, my time. Yeah? You see it? So there's a huge assumption, a huge insinuation, a huge pointing at to nothing. Yeah? So it's always saying every action is being claimed to be used to point to you're the actor. 
Every feeling, there's a feeler, obviously. How can there be a feeling without a feeler? That's how airtight the fucking insane logic is. If we notice an action, we look around for the actor. And if we can't explain it here, we'll say God did it, or some angel did it. There's always got to be someone behind everything. But there isn't anyone behind anything. It's just pointing. At least in Zen, they said pointing to the moon. In this case, there's no moon. It's just pointing. You did it. You did it. You did. All right. And then suddenly, and the mind itself, the mind itself produces the feeling of being a body. It pictures itself as this. And then the thought system being claimed by the selfing, the feelings being claimed by the selfing, all the actions being claimed by the selfing are used to reinforce, to insinuate, to imply that you're this self, that you're a body. Simple as that. And you may be drawn to such absurd lengths, you may even try to become spiritual as a body. How has that worked? It's sort of taken a fucking long time. Some people have been at it for 30 years. And now they're so bummed out, they're coming to meetings where they maybe they're given permission to stop. And they're so fucking happy. <laughs> they said, thank you for giving me permission to stop seeking. <laughs> yes, it's freaking okay. Let your interest be freed from those dead mental preoccupations. And maybe the interest and attention, after being freed from all that occupation with what you're not, will enrich this moment for you. You'll be awake here. You'll be content here. You'll be satisfied here. Joy will not be something I'm trying to bring in, but will be bubbling to get out. Change the whole... Get the horse in front of the cart, and then things make a huge difference. The meat, everything's... Blue is blue now, and red is red. You're not confused about what's not confusing. I'm confused about where are my car keys, but I'm not confused about any metaphysical questions, because they're absurd. People study physics, they study there is no world, and they're still getting pissed off at the you know, newspaper boy missing their porch on Sunday. It's not translating to an easing comfort here. What's the point of all that knowledge? When we cover, we call it self-knowledge. Self-knowledge avails us nothing. What? Yeah, it avails us nothing. Now, knowledge of self will avail, avail you something, because if you get knowledge of self, you'll see that self isn't you, and you'll lose interest in it. But self-knowledge, any knowledge claimed by this formatted idea, is going gonna, is gonna to neuter whatever message there was in it, which it has over and over again. Everything will be implied how it will fit into my fucking scheme of things, which isn't even our scheme of things. It's fabricated. How anything that I hear has to be palatable to this. Yeah? Instead of this, reckon, me recognizing this has failed and then being open. Yeah? Yeah. Well, it was a great solution. You were it but not as you seem to be constituted now. Or actually, exactly as you seem to be constituted now.
see in time, which is what seems to be happening here, what we are can seem to be lost. Yeah? So in time, it, it makes a lot of sense to save yourself some freaking time. Yeah? Put your foot down now and get on with it. Or let it get on with you. That's it, eh? Any questions? I just... What's happening? Are you going, Tom? It's nice to see you, bro. Yeah. John claudes Well, I don't know what people do here. I think they're, they're playing like some fucking internet bingo in there. They can say they went to the meetings. You know. <coughs> It's changing their tires out there. <laughs> Some people just come at the end now. Or they fly over. <laughs> you ever hear of, you ever hear of Papaji? It was an old master it was a master who set off a lot of this stuff going on. And he used to live in a city in called Lucknow, India. So a lot of people started thinking they were teachers after they went to see him. And it, it, a joke started going around that for you to be a teacher or a satsang giver, all you had to do was fly over Lucknow. <laughs> Are you going too? Everyone's leaving. Now. All right, we might as well end now.